welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about an emotional that is felt, expressed, and shared around the world. There isn't anyone who probably hasn't on some level or another experienced this emotion. And this emotion is grief. Let's talk about that today. But before we do, allow me to introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we do because we know we want to be better, we want to live better, we want to do this for our kids as well. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to us that keeps us stuck or maybe feeling off or small, and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. Here's the thing. We can all get off track with our lives, and the purpose for these episodes is to to give you some tools, strategies, techniques, whatever you want to call that, maybe even reminders of what you already know to get back on track, or to be aware of things that might be going on inside your world that you weren't necessarily aware of, but because of listening to this, kind of helps you get back to where you need to go. And during this episode... We're going to be talking about grief and it not just being one emotion. Although many equate grief with sadness, it is much more than sadness. We can feel any combinations of emotions inside of grief and they're all okay. Other emotions that can go along with grief are sadness, anger, guilt, joy, Gratitude, anxiety, relief, confusion, frustration, numbness, fear, hope, resentment, yearning, and even envy, to name a few. Grief is a word that is used interchangeably with bereavement, but grief is not exclusively about the physical death of a person. Grief doesn't fit in a box either. Some forms of grief takes years to work through. Other types take a few solid months. Some take a single moment of deep acknowledgement. And everyone grieves differently and for different reasons. But one thing remains constant in the process. It's the one thing no one can ever say I did it right, and I did it on time. Grieving is marked by a lag, a delay, a freezing, a wait, what just happened type of a feeling. Grieving is also not a linear process. One moment you're feeling fully moved past something, the next moment you're right back, it's right back in front of your face. That's because grief is insidious, imposing, and demands to be felt. Even if you're able to somehow avoid it all day long, grief comes back to you in your sleep. It's laying right on your heart as you wake up. 
grief doesn't say, I've been here long enough, I think it's time for me to leave. No. Grief crowds the heart. It eats up at all your energy and chronically imposes upon your peace. But grief isn't some evil force that's only there to cause pain. Grief is actually escorting up an even deeper feeling, a truth about your life, what you value, and what you need. Perhaps how much you wanted something, how deeply you cared about someone, how far you've come from where you were. As Mark Nepo says beautifully, the pain was necessary to know the truth but we don't have to keep the pain alive to keep the truth alive. Still, grief isn't necessarily a depression. People can be grieving and heartbroken about something and not even know it. And so here I want to share with some examples of events that can cause grieving. A breakup. A health condition. The selling of your childhood home what you always wanted but never got, a person who passed away, a person who is still alive but chooses to be absent from your life, a loss of a dream, divorce, infertility, loving someone who is self-destructive, the loss of a pet, the end of a friendship, job loss or the end of a career, Loss of a tradition. Grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern or behavior. So here's some examples you might relate to on that. Do you remember feeling relieved when a romantic relationship ended even though you still missed parts of that relationship? We can sometimes almost turn those destructive or unhealthy relationships as we look back and the things that we missed and then minimize how bad they were when in fact they weren't healthy for us. But we can still grieve parts of those that we enjoy. Do you remember feeling excited to start a new job while simultaneously Missing your old co-workers, the familiarity of what you knew every day. Do you remember feeling thrilled for your kids when they went away to college but still miss them being at home? Those conflicting feelings are a form of grief. So let's talk about coping with grief. Each one of us has an individual style of coping with painful experiences. I'd like to share a few ways that may help you generate ideas about how to manage your feelings of grief. Talking to family or friends. Seeking support, whether that be counseling or a coach, somebody like myself. Read books or listen to audiobooks or even podcasts. Engage in social activities exercise, whatever that may be for you, whether it be walking or 
yoga or lifting weights, whatever that is. Choosing to eat healthy foods, seeking spiritual support, taking time to relax, joining a support group or community. This can be done in person or with the ability of social media now. There's all kinds of groups on Facebook, for example, that you could be a part of. Listen to music. Be patient with yourself. Let yourself feel grief. So let's talk about ways of supporting others who are grieving. As the shock of the loss fades, there is a tendency on the part of the griever to feel more pain and sadness. Well-meaning friends may avoid discussing the subject due to their own discomfort with grief or their fear of making the person feel sad. As a result, people who are grieving often feel more isolated or lonely in their grief. People who are grieving are likely to fluctuate between wanting some time to themselves and wanting closeness with others. They may want someone to talk about their feelings. Here are some ways that you can help them as they ex move through their grief of loss. Be a good listener. Ask about their feelings. Just sit there with them. You know, I have an example of that I read, and this example was just, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was the most um, amazing example. Let me pull it up real quick as I'm sitting here on my computer, and I will share that with you. There was a story of um, an elderly man who had lost his wife. And upon seeing this man being sad, a four-year-old little boy who lived next door to this man came over and climbed into his, this man's lap and just sat there. Later, his mother asked the boy what he had said to the man. And the boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. Sometimes that's just what we need, is somebody that'll just sit there and let us feel our feelings without justifying them, without explaining them, without rationalizing them, anything. Be willing to share your own feelings. Ask about the person's loss. Remember the loss. Make calls. Acknowledge the pain. Let them feel sad. Be available when you can. Don't minimize the grief. And if it's applicable, share of your own losses. So how do you help yourself through grief? So active, healthy grieving requires balance. Balance the time you spend directly working on your grief with the time you spend coping with your day-to-day -day life. Balancing the amount of time you spend with others with the time you spend alone. Balancing seeking help from others with caring for yourself. Focusing too strongly on any single side of these pairings 
is getting off track. I can remember when my mom passed away. I mean, you're just not prepared. Even even if you know you have a loved one who might be sick and there's a part of you that would hope that they would pass just so that they didn't have to be in the current state that they are. It's still different when they pass. My mom was not in that state. My grandfather was. He, you know, it was almost a relief after he passed. But with my mom, it was very sudden. And having to try to navigate days after that and weeks and months and a year, my family was very fortunate that we had people in our lives that stepped up and held space for us. And some people just sat with us even if we sat and said nothing. Or I had friends that were willing to let me just tell the story over and over and over again. And telling the story over and over again of how I was feeling or what my family was feeling wasn't because I was stuck in a loop. Sometimes it's the way our brain is trying to process things and make a reality out of it. The reality was, in this case, my mom was gone. But there was a part of my brain, my heart, that was not ready for that. And so being able to find the space, the time to talk about that, and also needing to get back into the realm of living, right? I had a small child who was five years old. I needed to create consistent living for her, meaning keeping her routine of going to school and me going to work and creating that balance that eventually you get you get into a new normal. I don't want to say get back to what was normal because your life has changed forevermore once you've in in the case of grief I'm talking about now, once you lose someone such as a parent or a child or someone that you love, a partner your life is forever changed, so you're having to create this new way of normal for you and finding a balance. So let's talk about some things that I've heard others have shared that have helped them through grieving. And and take what might fit for you or modify some of it to make your own. And parts of it are geared around self-care. We hear about self-care on so many areas of our life and there's no better prevalent way that we could be giving ourselves care than when we're going through a grief of some kind. Remember that grieving is an active process. It takes energy that will likely have to be temporarily withdrawn from usual pursuits of life. Treat yourself with the same care, tolerance, and affection you would extend to a valued friend in a similar situation. So here we go. Let me list a few of these for you. Go gently. Take whatever time it needs rather than giving yourself a deadline for when you should be quote-unquote over it. Again, grieving, grief doesn't have a time structure or a right or wrong way to do it. The goal is eventually to move through it, but that's a process. 
expect and accept some reduction in your usual efficiency and consistency. Don't be so hard on yourself if you don't get right back into your daily regimen or routine. Try to avoid taking on new responsibilities or making major life changes for a time. Again, like with the loss of my mom or even the loss of a job, you're trying to catch your bearings. You're trying to figure out what your next step is. And it should be something that's well thought through rather than just a knee-jerk reaction that may cause you harm down the road or more sadness or something else. Talk regularly about your grief and your memories with someone you trust. Accept help and support when offered. This is not a time to be proud or let your stubbornness or you're thinking you have to be the strong one all the time. Look, even the strong one needs support and help. Be particularly attentive to maintaining healthy eating and sleeping patterns. The food that we consume can definitely disrupt our sleeping patterns. So copying the food with already feeling maybe stress and not being able to sleep, this is ways that you can help yourself in order to get the maximum benefits from your physical body being well. And also copied that with, coupled that with, exercise moderately and regularly. Maybe you're somebody who is in the gym for two hours a day, five days a week, living hefty, hefty, (laughs) heavy weights. Maybe that's not what you're doing right now, but maybe you're going, making it two or three times a week and not going as long, but getting that physical movement in because I'm not wanting you to avoid your feelings by masking it with something else, but knowing that it is a way to move energy through your body is with physical activity. Keep a journal. Write down your thoughts. You know, if nothing else, it's not even necessarily for you to reread them. You can someday, but right now it's a matter of trying to get the thoughts, the feelings, and the emotions out of your head so that you can get restful sleep. Read. There are many books on grief and and ways to manage it. I'm giving you a few, but there's certainly more out there than what I'm sharing. Plan and allow yourself to enjoy some good times without guilt. Remember, the goal here is balance. You might find yourself just waking up one day and laughing and then Ooh, kind of question yourself like, oh my gosh, is it too soon for me to laugh? No, it's not too soon. It's not. Again, creating the balance. Carry or wear linking objects, meaning a keepsake that symbolically reminds you of your loss. Anticipate the time in the future when you no longer need to carry this reminder and gently let it go. Tell those you tell those around you what helps you and what doesn't. Most people would like to help if they knew how. People don't want to be imposing. They don't want to take over. They want to be respectful of you. So this is where you're going to have to let them know. 
take warm leisurely baths give yourself an epsom salt soak again seek a coach or a counselor consider getting a massage and i would say regularly again whatever you are feeling emotionally i can tell you is being felt physically in your body as well set aside a specific private time daily to remember and experience whatever feelings arise with the memories Choose your entertainment carefully. Some movies, TV shows, or books, or even music can intensify already strong feelings. Join a support group. Again, there is those online and in person. There are hundreds of such groups, and people have a wonderful capacity to help each other. And keep this in mind. If you try one group and you're like, I'm not feeling it, don't. Don't poo-poo thinking groups or those type of support things don't work. Go find another one. Find one until it feels right with you. And don't feel like you have to be locked into it forever. Maybe it gets you through a period of time and then you're okay to let that go too. Plan for special days such as holidays or anniversaries. Feelings can be particularly intense at these times and sometimes they can happen before those happen so for instance my mom passed away in september the middle of september around the first of september every single year without my conscious thought i start having you know i start feeling a little off my body starts feeling a little thing and i'm like what the heck's going on I now notice a pattern that I, oh, it's the beginning of September. I know what this is. It's just kind of your body's way as remembering. So as a part of that, then I can get myself into a headspace of honoring my mom's passing, be be mindful of the day, and also the mindful of my attitude, how I'm responding to other people, the outside world. Because if we're not consciously aware of that, then we could be continually just having hard days maybe prayer or meditation would be helpful for you or taking a yoga class consider venting anger in healthy ways rather than holding it in look we have so many things nowadays of expressing anger if you need to get it out one great one that's come about is axe throwing why not go axe throwing i've heard of or i didn't hear i saw one time where these these places that you can go to they're like warehouses and they give you sledgehammers and you can just go beat up furniture or metal i mean what a great way to get rid of some aggression look for healthy ways to do that maybe it's time to go start a kickboxing class who knows but there are healthy ways of venting anger anger only becomes a problem when it's abused or misused but the emotion anger itself is just as good as any other emotions what we do with the emotion maybe it's speaking to a spiritual leader or advisor consider planting yourself in nature do something to help someone else there isn't anything greater than to be able to help someone else i mean if you know what that feels like then allow somebody to help you too. So let's, as we begin to wrap up this episode, I want to I share a quote by David Kessler who said, 
Each person's grief is a u- as unique as their fingerprint. But what everyone has in common is that no matter how they grieve, they share a need for their grief to be witnessed. That doesn't mean needing someone to try to lessen it or reframe it for them. The need is for someone to be fully present to magnitude of their loss without trying to point out the silver lining. Pretty powerful, right? I'd like you to know grief isn't a problem that needs fixing. It needs to be felt. And while we, as a collective body of people, are going through different areas of loss in our life, perhaps it's the current state of the world, perhaps it has to do with the economy, perhaps it has to actually do with the loss of a loved one. We grieve. May we continue to be kind, compassionate, and patient with ourselves and with others. And if you found this episode helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to share this episode. Moreover, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd like to give you ways that you could do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com and my Gmail is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next time, please know I send you so much love.